Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Besides helping us to make shows like this possible, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts like Tep and Step, access to all 61 years of the magazine in our digital archives, recruiting analysis, and must-see insight from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, we hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe that's texasfootball.com slash subscribe and thanks for listening the texas football today podcast is brought to you by chocolate milk built by nature you can watch texas football today live weekdays at noon at texasfootball.com and on facebook and if you like the show subscribe to the podcast vendor of your choice give us a positive rating and tell a friend Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show online. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, on Facebook, on YouTube, or on Twitch, or listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor, of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She is Ashley Pickle. Howdy. Hello, Ashley Pickle. Howdy, guys. Uh, welcome in to yes. all of you viewers for tuning into the show. That's who I'm welcoming in. I guess welcome to you too, but you you kind of live here. I Yeah. I was going to say. Yes. <laughs> today... Is Monday, October 11th, 2021, 45 days till Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to Cardi B, uh, episode nice. 1258. On today's show, guys, big beefy show. Big, big, big beefy show. We got Monday morning fallout. We're going to overreact to the football weekend. Then we'll be joined by the head coach of the unbeaten yeah. Harlingen South Hawks. Coach Israel Gonzalez will join us first year there after moving over from Lifer. I want to say, um, and is doing an unbelievable job there. They get a big win over rival Harlingen this past week. We will talk with Harlingen South coach Israel Gonzalez coming up here. Back half of the show, we're going to unveil the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press state rankings for week eight, and then we've got a major Dave Campbell's Texas football announcement. It's announcement season. A major announcement. You'll want to hang on to the end of the show. Keep watching, because at the end, we're going to make a big announcement. So... Stay tuned for that. That's a tease. Do we have first four through the door? <laughs> we sure do. It was William Dyson, Rob Hadaway, Tony Blaylock, and Aaron Arbuckle. Welcome in, fellas. Welcome in, my friends. A lot to get to. No time to waste. Pickle, hit the area sign. It's time for Money Morning Fall. Money Morning Fallout. Of course, when we overreact to the football weekend, and what a weekend to overreact to. Lots to get to. We'll start with my three big thoughts. Thought number one, districts decided, question mark. It's always very difficult right now um, as we enter exit week seven and enter week eight. We are simultaneously at a point where we've played a lot of games, Mm -hmm. right? A lot of these teams have played six games. Yes. Some of them played seven games, right? We've had a lot of games, a lot of data points. 
And it's easy for us to sit here and say, oh, well, that district's done and dusted. We figured out who's winning that district, right? Those things, we've already done it. It's, it there's, there's no need to, to, I don't want to say there's no need to play any further, but we certainly have figured out who is going to win the district. I think an example of that would be what Stephenville did to La Vega, mm-hmm. uh, where I think that there is going to be this notion to be like, okay, well, Stephenville's going to win that district. And to be clear, what they did on Friday night was awfully impressive. Yeah. I mean, they pummeled La Vega and are certainly the front runners of District 5 4A Division 1. Certainly. Like, n- undisputed. Mm-hmm. They've still got games ahead. Still got to play Brownwood. Mm-hmm. Still got to play Midlothian Heritage. They got big games ahead. So I would hold off on that, right? I think that uh, when Tascosa beat Amarillo, it'll be an idea of like, oh, well, that, that district's decided. And maybe the top of that district is decided. Mm-hmm. But. District, but the spots two through four still a lot of of you know yeah maneuvering to do right. I think Mart beating Chilton is another example. Mart put a hurting on Chilton, mm-hmm. and we had questions about not not questions, but we were wondering what would happen when Mart played a team kind of in their weight class, and this is what happened: they beat him by fifty. Mm-hmm. And so now you may be looking at that and be like, well, that district's decided. I would say the number one spot is likely decided, yes. Right, but the playoff impact happens in spots two through four. <laughs> Everything else is going to be is going to be going to be moving, right? There's going to be a lot of a lot of that. The other thing that I would say is, don't forget one of the main reasons that we like this sport, which is wacky things happen. <laughs> Okay. Chaos. We chaos love chaos. <laughs> okay. So I am I am I am I'm hesitant to declare district races over at this point. Couple of weeks, we get to like week eleven. Yeah, maybe we could start having that. But with four more weeks still to go in the regular season, mm-hmm. let's hold off a little bit on declaring they're definitely winning the district or they're definitely getting in or they're definitely out. I think that there are certainly some. I believe there are already some teams who, because of like big districts, they've already clinched playoff spots. Mm-hmm. That's a different conversation. Yeah. What I'm saying is, this notion that a district is completely decided with four weeks still to go. Just hold off a little bit. Tap the brakes just a little bit. There's that. So that's thought number one. Thought number two. Sure. sure. <laughs> I got bummed that there was an exclamation mark on this one. Uh, I, I spent the college football weekend just watching football and at the end of games being like, yeah, sure. Sure. That happened. Texas State just going to beat South Alabama in four overtimes. Yeah. Sure. Sure. TCU uh, putting an absolute hurting on Tech. TCU sure. running for a million yards <laughs> yeah. against Tech. Yeah, of course. Whatever. Uh, Texas going like getting a dream start and then blowing a big lead and giving up a game-winning touchdown run in yeah. the final play. Yeah, sure. <laughs> right? Texas A&M losing to Arkansas and then losing to Mississippi State mm-hmm. and then beating Alabama. Yep. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Zach Calzada, who has been objectively bad the past four <laughs> weeks playing one of the great a game that's going to get him a statue in college oh, station <laughs> of course right this whole weekend of college football uh, houston just just like like losing the tech and then just mowing down everyone else yep. of course right smu struggling with navy but then mm-hmm. winning uh-huh yeah this was a, a weekend in which like all of the preconceived notions we maybe had about things, like all the narratives went completely out the window. Mm-hmm. And like, here are the things that I 
am pretty sure I know. Here's like a complete list. Okay, ready? Uh, Texas Tech's defense pretty bad. Yes, historically. Um, North Texas you, covered the spread. You know that to be true. Well, I do know that to be true. UTSA <laughs> is good. And should be ranked. Yes. UTSA is good. Uh, Houston's defensive front is really good. Yes. Uh, SMU is good. That might be the list. Like, I, like everything else <laughs> is so up in the air. Yeah. Like, after this week. Like, again, you could have told me that, like, if you just reverse a couple of things from mm-hmm. this past week, right? If if Alabama hangs on to beat A&M, yep. right? For example, we'd be like, well, this just isn't the year for A&M. A&M. Yep. It would be pretty clear to say that. They and lost now three in a row, they're right? going to figure out a way to lose to, like, LSU. You know, like, like I, that'll be exactly tw- what it I is. I tweeted this. I tweeted this. Like, knowing A&M and just knowing the way that they are and just, like, the way they've been this year, mm-hmm. what's going to happen is that they are going to beat Alabama and then they're going to lose to a coachless LSU team, team in the at the week. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that is written that feels, in the cards. That feels absolutely sure. Yep. <laughs> like, because it's just, they're such, a, they're such agents of chaos. Well, so, they play to their opponent, too, I think is big. Oh, yeah, I think that's absolutely true. Um... Anyway, it was just a bizarre week of college football. Fun week. Really fun. Just a bizarre week. And and thought number three, Ripples. So, we are... Now, you know, I, I, just, I spent section one here talking about um, the, the districts being decided, right? And I want to make sure that we are not going too crazy over this. But... I do think that there are two pretty clear results that are going to have major impacts in the 6A ranks as far as who goes to what bracket, okay? One of them is that Katie Seven Lakes beat Katie Morton Ranch in a thriller, 21-18, and I believe they scored in the final minute. Uh, You're probably thinking, okay, like what's, what's, who cares? Uh, Unless I'm like a Morton Ranch fan, right? That likely means that that Seven Lakes is going to get in the playoffs in District 19-6A, likely. If that happens, then likely, again, likely, crazy things can happen. Mm-hmm. Likely, Katie goes to the Division Two bracket. Yes. Okay. Where I think they would be at least the Region Three favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now they would probably, what we're probably careening towards, because Westlake, I think now, because of the way District 26 6A is mm-hmm. breaking down, I believe that they are likely going to the Division Two bracket as well. So they would meet up in you a You may semis. see like a Katie and, and Westlake semifinal. Which would be a banger. (laughs) The other one that came out was Byron Nelson uh, Trophy Club beating Keller Timber Creek. Uh That, again, likely, a lot of things can happen between now and then, but likely... Since South Lake... South Lake Carroll to the Division I bracket. Mm -hmm. Back to the Division I bracket. Now, actually, if you take a look, because at the beginning of the year, at the top three, and believe, well, spoiler alert, whatever the 6A rankings come out, still the top three in the the state, (laughs) in... Katie, Southlake, Carroll, and Westlake. Of those three, Carroll was the mo- was the least likely to go to the Division II bracket. They were the least likely. Yes. I would say that Westlake was probably the second least likely, mm-hmm. and then Katie was the most, most likely. likely yes. The way that things break out. So, in a lot of ways, this is playing a little bit to that chalk. I believe in the magazine we actually predicted 
that this maybe this exact thing. I don't know where Westlake went. Yes. Um, I would need to look at our, at our magazine. In any case, those are things to keep in mind as we get closer to the brackets. As we get closer to finalizing what these brackets look like, those three big dogs. It feels like they're splitting up. Feels mm-hmm. like Carol, who's in Region One, is going to go to the Division One bracket. It feels like on the other side of the bracket, and I'm doing this. I'm doing this the wrong backwards way. So for screen. <laughs> for, we'll go screen left. Yes, there you go. Um, the bracket, uh, the 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 right side of the bracket, rather. Katie, Katie, in and Westlake are likely going to the Division Two bracket. Mm-hmm. That's where we stand right now. Again, as I mentioned off the top, wacky things happen, mm-hmm. but. I do think that that's where we stand right now as far as the big dogs and where they're going in Division 1. So those are the ripple effects of those games that, again, are kind of hipstery type games. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where we stand there. So three big thoughts. Three helmet stickers. A helmet sticker to Forney athlete Josh Stevens. Forney played an absolute crazy game against Crandall. <laughs> it was wild. Uh, I believe three overtimes. Yes. Steph finally got to see the two-point conversion back and forth. Uh-huh. Uh, Josh Stevens goes 13 tackles, four pass breakups, an interception, a rushing touchdown, and the game-winning two-point conversion pass uh, as Forney. And he was in the he was in the Fox Studios or the Bally Studio. He was rather. Uh, he was so. Uh, congratulations to Forney. They remain undefeated and uh, looking pretty darn Fleener. good. Or I'm not. Are they undefeated? Maybe they have one loss. I don't know. I need to look that up. Anyway. Uh, helmet sticker for Josh Stevens. A helmet sticker. UTSA quarterback Frank Harris. Uh, boy, he, uh, he they played a wild one against Western Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Bailey Zappi's revenge. Um, Frank Harris goes 28-38, 349 yards, six touchdowns passing. He also ran for 51 yards. Big reason why they were able to and came up with a big defensive. Uh, mm-hmm. They came up with a big defensive stop at the end. Uh, I That's not easy to do in Western Kentucky. I believe either. Western Kentucky was throwing into the end zone of the final play, mm-hmm. and they were able to get an interception and win the game to remain undefeated. Meet me. And finally, a helmet sticker for College Station running back Marquise Collins. 20 carries, 225 yards, four touchdowns rushing, and another 33 receiving yards for Marquise Collins. I mentioned this. Everyone is talking a lot about 5A Division One, mm-hmm. Region Two, and they're saying, boy, Highland Park, big win over Longview. Like Longview, they're not going away. Dent Ryan, right. of course, still looms. Feels like nobody's talking about how College Station just keeps pummeling people. Nope. They... Mm-mm. Something to remember. Anyway, helmet second for Marquise Collins. Three teams to watch. Alamo Heights... They beat Floorsville in a different kind of uh, matchup as they remain unbeaten. Keep an eye on the Mules. Really high on what they've got going. Looking very good. Mentioned them earlier, but Houston, you know, when they lost to Texas to Texas Tech in the opener, we kind of thought here, we're like, uh-oh, is this the end for Dana Holgerson? Well, they're 5-1 and one now. They, they sacked Michael Pratt eight times for Tulane. Um, they were fantastic. Clayton Toon has... Pretty clearly figured it out. They found something running game in, in Alton McCaskill. Uh, and yeah, look, they're going to be, depending on what you think of SMU, and they play SMU in, I guess that's three weeks, that's going to be their toughest test, like, left. Mm-hmm. The rest, I mean, 11-1 and one is very much in reach here. Yeah. Which seems crazy considering how down we were against it. Now, look, I think the schedule gets tougher, right? Uh, but it doesn't get all that much tougher because they've got Eastern Carolina, East Carolina rather, SMU. That's that's obviously the game of the year, right, for that for the AC. South Florida, they're in South Florida. Temple, eh, it's on the road in Philadelphia. It's a little weird, but yeah. Memphis, who's down. Memphis is down. Yep. And then Connecticut. In Connecticut, UConn's like the worst team in the country. Literally. So... 
11-1 and one after what looked like it could just be the end of the road for Dana Holgerson. I think Suddenly, say, we were talking about him being on the hot seat if they didn't do something this now, year. And now they're like the hottest team in the state. One of the hottest teams. Yeah. And finally, Texas City. Texas City beats Nederland 14-2 to in a matchup of undefeateds. A game that we were really intrigued by because we wanted to see proof of concept from, from Texas City. I would say we got it. The defense was absolutely spectacular in this game. Um, very excited to see Texas City at undefeated. The Stingerees are rolling right now under Coach Leland Sirovic. Three to see. Looking forward to Week 8. Winthorpe and Munster is the game of the week um, at any level. I don't think there's really any question. Um, I think this is by far the best game in the state this week. And a game that, spoiler alert, we'll preview in the picks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very excited. I don't know if I've been as excited about a game as I am about Winthorson Munster. This game's going to be awesome. Louisiana Tech at UTEP. Tell your friends about 5-1 and one UTEP. Do you hear those bowling pins in the distance? <laughs> tell, tell, your, tell your family. Call them and say, have you heard the good news about UTEP? Yep. <laughs> UTEP's 5-1. and one. About them minors. UTEP's 5-1, and one, and yes, they're playing Louisiana Tech, and yes, Louisiana Tech's the favorite. This game's at the Sun Bowl, mm-hmm. at night. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Do it. Do it. They can them. become bowl eligible. They can become, I believe, the third team in Texas to become bowl eligible. Think about that. Also, too, legitimately, if they win this game, they're being put up in the like the upper echelon of Conference USA West. Oh, there's like, no doubt about that. <laughs> this would be massive. Oh my gosh. Massive game for Dana Dimmel and UTEP. An opportunity to become bowl eligible. So and cool. finally, Allen and Denton Geyer. It's kind of the game we've been waiting for. Um, excited to see this one. Excited to see uh, if Allen's defense is up, has stomach for the fight. I think that's the big question here is can the defense show up and, and get big stops against Jackson Arnold and company. Going to be a lot of fun, Allen and Denton Geyer. Those are three to see. That's Monday morning fallout. We are at Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Pickle. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, in partnership with Ozarka, is proud to present the mystery, or rather, is proud to honor. Let me do that again. And Three, two. <laughs> Pickle, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, in partnership with Ozarka, is proud to honor one team in each classification with the Ozarka Fueled by Nature Team of the Week Award. The team selected throughout the course of this program have exemplified the best in Texas high school football. Your Week 7 Ozarka Fueled by Nature Teams of the Week in 6A, Jersey Village, the Falcons' defense forced five turnovers, and quarterback Adam Tran and running back Rashawn Estes put up big numbers as Jersey Village improved to 6-0 for the first time since 1992. The 39-30 win over district rival Cypher, just the second time in the last 11 tries they've taken down the Bobcats. In 5A, Texas City. In a battle of unbeatens, the Stingrays defense put on a virtuoso performance, and Jacob Duran threw a pair of touchdown passes to Donovan Avery as Texas City took down previously unbeaten and state-ranked district rival Nederland 14-2. In 4A, Stephenville. The Yellow Jackets sent a message to the entire Class 4A division, one on Friday night, storming into Bellmead and taking down state-ranked Waco La Vega 35-7, improving to 6-0 on the season. In 3A, Bonham, in one of the biggest upsets of Week 7, Jaron Rose, Ross rather, ran for 289 yards and six touchdowns as the Purple Warriors stunned district rival Winsboro, 51-49. 
in 2A, Menard. In a critical District 14 2A Division II opener, the Yellow Jackets defense stood tall, making a third-quarter touchdown stand up for a 7-6 upset win over Junction. In 1A, Baird. A battle of surprise unbeaten teams turned a Bears ba- turned into a Bears bash as Baird put it on Santa Ana 72-24 to remain unbeaten and move to 1-0 in District 13 1A Division 1 play. And finally, in the private school ranks, Fort Worth Southwest Christian. Led by running back Antoine Pope, the Eagles racked up 324 yards of total offense all on the ground, and the defense stood tall to take down state-ranked Grapevine Faith Christian 34-16. So those are your Ozark Fueled by Nature teams of the week. Congratulations to all the schools. We salute you. For more information, visit texasfootball.com. And now, quick word from our sponsor. From Now On is a proud sponsor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and your school's one-stop shop for community connection. Simplify your athletic communications with From Now On, Their FanX platform gives schools at all levels of the game a one-stop shop mobile experience that makes driving communication, creating engagement, and generating revenue easy. From now on, helps connect your school community with everything they need to win on game day. Schedules, streams, digital tickets, real-time notifications, and more. Learn more by visiting their website at from-now-on.com or follow them on Twitter or Instagram at fromnow. Pickle, let's go to the hotline. And let's bring in the head coach of those 6-0 and Harlingen South Hawks. We're joined by Coach Israel Gonzalez. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great. Appreciate you having me on. How are things in beautiful Harlingen, Texas? Oh, man, the weather's great today, man. It looks like we're going to get a little bit of a cool down the next couple of days. So that's, you know, <laughs> oh. that's a great thing for down here. That's a big winner. <laughs> uh, I want to ask you about your squad and what we've seen from them, I would say even the last two weeks. You guys get a pair of 28-21 victories in the past couple of weeks uh, in games that uh, you got to feel really good about. Taking down uh, rival Harlingen and then, of course, beating San Benito this past week. Um, you guys sit at 6-0. and I'm interested, coming into the season, did you feel like you guys had an opportunity to be sitting here at 6-0? and uh, You know... We, we knew we had a great group of kids here. You know, I, I'm I'm from Harlingen. You know, the last couple of years, I had obviously been out of the district and in Lyford. Uh, knew this group was a was a great group. They were a freshman when I left. And, uh, you know, they had a lot of success then. Uh, we're a senior heavy ball club. Uh, obviously, we knew we had some talent coming coming in when we took the job over here at Harlingen South uh, at the same time, you know, you know, we're in a tough district. So, you know, we didn't know exactly how it would shake out, but we were confident that if we came in and, and uh, changed the culture a little bit and, and got the kids to bought in what we were selling, that, that we would have some success. Obviously, you know, we, we, we got two really, really close games uh, that we were able to be successful in. And, and, you know, we give God the glory for that, but you know, the kids have worked extremely hard and, and, uh, you know, we're, we're ecstatic about where we sit in our district right now. Um, you you mentioned this is your first year there uh, coming over from Lyford. And, and I'm interested, when you took this job, when you got here to, to Harlingen South, uh, you took over a, a you know a program that I know that there was a, a lot of a lot of hopes for to to make a to 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 turn around and get into um, you know get get moving in the right direction. What was your what was your message to your guys the first time you addressed them as the head coach? You know, the, the message was that uh, it wasn't going to be easy, but it was going to be worth it. You know, if, if they bought into what we were uh, wanting to change, and, and we did, man. We had some kids that, you know, I, I've had a three-year starter 
um, that played linebacker that has moved in defensive end. I have guys that have gone from the offensive side to the defensive side of the football. Uh, I, I sold them that we had to, you know, uh, play some guys both ways in certain situations, stuff that I that I had to learn to do at the 3A level. You know, spending 10 years at Harlingen High School uh, under Coach Manny Gomez and, and being at the 6A level for most of my career, uh, getting the job in Lyford, uh, spending four years there and seeing the difference between 6A football and 3A football and learning how to adjust when you had talents on a football team, but you needed them in multiple spots. You know, I think it's all kind of played an advantage of, of bringing some of those ideas back uh, to the 6A level. You know, Harlan's and South is in a very big 6A, uh, you know, enrollment-wise. So we knew that we had to do some stuff like that. We knew that we had to have uh, kids buy into the we versus the me, uh, and they did a tremendous job doing that. You know, they, they were really excited for the change. Uh, coming back to Harlingen was a blessing for me. You know, I'm, I'm originally from here and grew up here and played here and coached here, and, and you know, it was always a goal to come back to Harlingen. So, you know, we, we, we attacked it with a certain set of uh, a certain mindset, and, and the kids bought into it, man, and, we, and we've had plenty of success so far. And at the same time, we still got four football games that we got to go out and, and make sure that we execute uh, week to week and the kids understand that you know rents do every day you know so um, you know two great wins but you know we still got four games to go and some some quality opponents left on the the schedule and we got to take good care of business on a daily basis uh we're talking with israel gonzalez the head coach of the harlingen south hawks here on texas football today get involved in the conversation hashtag tf today coach one of the big reasons you guys are, are off to your hot start is is the defense uh you guys are you know allowing just over 10 points a game this has been a, a really impressive victory it seemed or a couple of victories you know throughout the course of this year uh starting on the defensive side what is working for you guys defensively that you guys have been able to not just not just win but but kind of shut down some pretty high powered offenses down there in the valley? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, Coach Jaime Guetta was uh, my defensive coordinator out in Lyford. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to make sure I, I I was able to do when I came over was bring some coaches along with me, and and he was sitting at the top of that list. You know, the late Monty Woodall. Um, you know was also another one, Bobby Gaetan, that came over from Mercedes to be our offensive coordinator. Uh, you know, as far as the defense, you know, Jaime does a great job of uh, of putting kids in position to be successful. You know, we're not the biggest kids. He, he does a great job of teaching multiple fronts, uh, allowing kids to be put in situations that's going to benefit them and, and benefit the team. And, and we try to put some speed on the field. You know, we're, we're not the biggest uh, defense out there. We're not going to two-gap people. Uh, we're going to put people in gaps, and we're going to try and be in multiple fronts. And, and he does a tremendous job of doing that. And I think, uh, you know, they, they sat in, the, in, in a read defense before we got here. So I think kids were chomping at the bit a little bit to, to kind of get, you know, let off the leash and, and get after the quarterback and the running back. And, and uh, we've been able to do that. And, you know, a lot of the success is, is given to the coach Guetta and his staff on the defensive side and just the mentality that they bring to the table uh, of, of getting after the quarterback. And, and we're going to, we're going to be an aggressive defense and we're going to try and do what we do. And we're going to show multiple fronts and, and confuse quarterbacks. At the end of the day, you're, you're, you're playing against an 18 year old kid. Uh, you know, uh, if you can confuse that 18 year old kid playing quarterback in his protections, then you're going to have some success. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, um, you've got yourself one as well in Xander Cazares, who who has stepped up in, in a big way, uh, taking care of the football, putting the ball where it needs to be, and has kind of been you know the the, the trigger man behind what's been a, a really strong Hawks offense. Uh, you know, if you watch if you watch the tape, you can tell there's some skill here. He's a kid who knows what he's doing back there. But you're the guy who sees him every day in practice. What is it about your signal caller Xander Cazares that, that sets him apart? You know, he, he's a great leader. Uh, the kid has great foundation. Uh, he attends his church 
uh, every Sunday. He's very well grounded. Uh, the kids follow him. He, he's the first kid here. He shows up, has a tremendous amount of work ethic. Last year, he actually split time at quarterback. Uh, I got here late to Harlem's and South and got to see him on the mound uh, as a pitcher for the baseball team and, and, and just knew uh, very quickly with what we did in summer and in offseason a little bit last year uh, that he was going to be able to lead the troops. You know, he was one of those kids that as soon as I got here, coach, can we sit down and can we look at the playbook? Uh, can can we talk verbiage? Can we uh, sit down and watch some film? And, and when you got kids that are able to do that, uh, you know, then then the sky's the limit. You know, as much time as, as he was willing to put in uh, over summer and, and the extra stuff that he did to learn the system, uh, it's paying dividends now. Uh, that and, you know, he, he's surrounded by a, a lot of good talent. You know, I, I think that, you know, this group that surrounds him, you know, he's got a couple of great guys in the backfield uh, and Marcos Gonzalez and, and Carlos Mossboss, you know, Jeremiah Rivera and Elias Ledesma, uh, you know, are, are are very, very good inside receivers, outside receivers, and they both go to the backfield as well. So he's done a great job of distributing the football, uh, managing the games, like you mentioned earlier, uh, limiting turnovers. And, and, you know, any great football coach will tell you that, when you got somebody that can manage the game and make sure that they don't have as many turnovers as the other team, then you got a good chance to, to be successful. Uh, Israel Gonzalez of Harlander South joining us here on Texas Football Today. All right, Coach, it's, it's on to the next one. And uh, the next one is Friday night. You guys will take on Donna North, uh, you know, a team that's 1-4, maybe struggling a little bit. Uh, the 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 class the classic coaching uh, adage here would be uh, you know don't don't get caught looking backwards right and don't get, don't don't let the what you did last week cost you this week uh, how do you keep your guys focused against a team coming off of two big wins how do you keep you guys focused uh, again in another big district showdown with Donna North uh, you grind them out man <laughs> you you look at the details you pay attention to the details you make sure that the kids understand that you know it's you against yourself uh you know and if we're not getting better this week then then we're not doing a good job of, of making ourselves prepared for a district championship run and we're not making a, doing a good job of making ourselves prepared for a playoff run so uh that's the approach that we take you know um every week you know if can we limit ourselves in mistakes can we can we take care of the football can we practice and win on monday tuesday and wednesday um you know and if we can do that then then friday takes care of itself so we, we come out here and we work these guys extremely hard. They, they've, they've come to realize that, you know, things aren't going to change on a weekly basis. Uh, we're going to leave the bar where it's at, and the bar set extremely high for this team and, and this ball club. So uh, they showed up this morning. We actually had to show up a little bit earlier today, uh, and, and they got after it, you know. And then if they don't, coaches are there to do their job to make sure that they're motivated uh, to understand that, you know, every day that you practice, you got to get better, uh, regardless of who you're playing week to week. You know, you got to use these days that are that are limited. You know, they're 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 counted for. Uh, they're accounted for, and, and we've got to make sure that we make them count. Uh, and finally, Coach, you know, you've mentioned it a couple of times. That you, you know, this is a homecoming for you. You're a Harlingen guy. You went to Harlingen High, uh, and then you were a coach there uh, under Coach Manny Gomez for, for, for a while. Um, I, I, I would have to assume that being 6-0 and is great. Being 6-0 and in your hometown has got to be a little extra sweet, right? Yeah, no doubt, man. Uh, you know, being from Harlingen, growing up in the little small city of Primera here that's Jason on the north side of Harlingen, uh, you know, it, it's great to come back. Uh, this is a, a dream job, you know, uh, 
16 years ago when I started coaching, you know, it was it was a dream to be a head football coach. I was, I'm extremely grateful to, to Harlingen community for, for the support that they've given and the trust they've given us uh, as a football program to, to lead their kids in the right direction. And, and you know, it's always fun to be back uh, in your hometown. And, and you know, and, and, and it's been great. You know, I, I couldn't ask for anything better. Um, it's been a, it's been a really, really fun season. And, and we're hoping to continue that. He's Israel Gonzalez. He's the head coach of those 6-0 Harlingen South Hawks. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on the win, on the great start, and best of luck on Friday night. I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all very much for everything you do for Texas high school football. Absolutely. There he goes, Israel Gonzalez, head coach. The Harlingen South Hawks. Um, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tap my own chest here for a little bit, okay, for one thing. Mm-hmm. In the offseason, our buddy Alex Del Barrio uh, down there in the Rio Grande Valley, he called me to do like a Zoom interview and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he asked me about like a, pre- a season preview, season preview type thing. And he asked me like new coaches that like because there was a lot, there's a lot of there's a lot of turnover in, in the valley, a lot of new yes. coaches down there in the valley. He's like, which ones uh, kind of catch your eye? And I told him, I'm like, I think Israel Gonzalez is going to win at Harlan South. Yeah. Now I, did, I I'll be honest, I didn't necessarily see him winning this. Oh, six and eight, six and zero oh was <laughs> maybe like you, you know, know like. Maybe if, but here's the thing: if they had lost to like San Benito and Harlingen and Harlingen, right? Mm-hmm. Which I think would have been a reasonable. I think those are probably their two toughest games: Sherland Pioneer and non-district two. But I think it still would have been like, oh, hey, you know what? I feel pretty good about that. Now yeah. six and zero. Oh, take that. <laughs> yeah, no, they've been Big great, and, down there. And, That's and, awesome. and the defense has been great. And, and by the way, obj- look, he mentioned it, it's one foot in front of the other. They can't go crazy. Um, and they still got Westlaco and Los Fresnos at the end of the year. I think they're going to be the favorite in the rest of their games. Yeah, I. I think they're going to be. They the haven't shown anything to not be. I think they're going to be the way that defense is playing. Mm-hmm. You've um, got the two. You've got the two teams. Those are those were those were in my way. opinion the two the two toughest games they had on their on on in non district, um, and yeah, I'm 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 very interested in seeing uh, where Harlington South goes. I think they got a great opportunity to make a run. And that de- and look, defense travels, man. Defense, mm-hmm. the defense is going to show up every single week. And so the, the fact that their defense has been so good, I think, is very very encouraging for the Hawks. We appreciate Coach Israel Gonzalez of Harlington South hopping on with us. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Still to come, we're going to unveil the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press rankings and a major Dave Campbell's Texas Football announcement coming up here at the back half of the show. So stay tuned for that. Pickle. Dave Campbell's Texas Football in conjunction with the Texas Bowl is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Every Monday, TexasFootball.com announces 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. We then leave it up to you to vote at TexasFootball.com for who should be the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week. Voting closes each Friday at noon, with the winner being announced shortly thereafter here on this very program. A number of outstanding um, nominees this week, 10 of them in fact. Let's start. Dallas Sunset quarterback Johnny Mendoza, 264 yards, five touchdowns passing. He carried the ball seven times for 163 yards and three touchdowns rushing. Dallas Sunset quarterback Johnny Mendoza. Mendoza. Midland Legacy wide receiver Donnie Bishop, four catches, 175 yards, three touchdowns receiving, seven carries, 122 yards, two touchdowns rushing. Pretty nice day at the office there and a win over Wolford Friendship. Rebs are back. San Antonio Johnson running back, Ben McCreary. I think this is the second time he's been on here. He's put up some crazy numbers. Mm-hmm. 336 yards and five touchdowns rushing through another 19 yards receiving in for good measure. 
San Marcus running back Jaden Brown. This is, by the way, the single highest rushing total of a UIL player, 11-man player in the season. Uh, this season, 35 carries, 444 yards, oh, and five boy. touchdowns. Another 29 yards receiving for Jaden Brown, the running back Holy at San Marcos. Frisco Lone Star running back Ashton Jaunty. I think we've had him on here too. Yes. 202 yards and four touchdowns rushing. Two catches, 62 yards, two touchdowns receiving. I think we talked about him in uh, Cruton. I think we've done both. Yeah. I think he's just everywhere. I can't, <laughs> I can't avoid Frisco Lone Star running back Ashton Jaunty. <laughs> El Paso Chapin quarterback Mason Standerfer. Standerfer. Got it. 439 yards, six touchdowns passing, another 63 yards, and two touchdowns on the ground. That's a cool eight touchdowns for Chapin quarterback. Mason Light work. Light work on a Friday night. Katie Tompkins, wide receiver, Joshua McMillan, the second. Seven catches, 259, 215 yards, rather, and three touchdowns receiving. Lexington quarterback Sheldon Springer, 413 yards, four touchdowns passing, 55 yards, and four touchdowns rushing. Cool. Eight total touchdowns. Bottom running back Jaron Morris Ross rather, we we mentioned him uh, a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Thirty four carries, two hundred eighty nine yards, and six touchdowns on the ground for Bonham and their big ups at Winnipeg Winsboro. And finally, McCamey athlete Matthew Rosas, four catches, one hundred fifty one yards, four touchdowns receiving, fifty yards rushing, eight tackles, four tackles for loss, two sacks, two blocked PATs. Badger, 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 badger. So those are your week seven. Yeah. Seven. Seven, yes. Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominees. Vote now. Vote early, vote often, vote now at TexasFootball.com. All right, Pickle. From week seven to now, week eight. Yeah, see, that's the thing. <laughs> that's why I always get it wrong. I mean, besides me just not knowing how to talk. Yes. That's the fundamental issue here. Yeah, I agree. But no, moving past no that. <laughs> Dave Campbell's Texas Football is proud to unveil its Week 8 statewide Texas high school football ranking for the 2021 season. The rankings are compiled by the Dave Campbell's Texas Football staff. Dave Campbell's Texas Football has published the state's most respected Texas high school football rankings for decades and is the official rankings provider of the Associated Press since 2019. Weekly rankings are revealed here on TexasFootball.com. You can find complete rankings at TexasFootball.com slash rankings. Let's get into it. Our week eight, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press High School Football Rankings. We will start in class 6A, where mostly, mostly chalky. Uh, That's not going to necessarily be as prevalent as it was last week, Mm -hmm. but I'll tell you that for the most part, everything uh, stayed about the same. The only uh, the only team that uh, that ended up losing this week, I can't find it real quick. Nope, can't find it. Anyway, um, but new to the rankings are is Fort Bend Ridgepoint back into the rankings at five and one after their forty four nothing win over Fort Bend Dulles. Uh, top ten remain the same: Westlake, Katy, Southlake, Carroll, Guyer, Denton, uh, Duncanville, rather, Atascosa, Rockwall Heath, Spring Westfield, Galena Park, North Shore, and Lake Travis. To 5A we go, to 5A Division One Pickle, where 5A Division One, a little bit of movement here. Longview, or Highland Park beats Longview 21-16. to 16. They remain the same at number three. Longview drops from number four to number seven. Uh, but we made a leap here. Amarillo-Tascosa's win over Amarillo jumps them from number seven up to number four. Leapfrogging Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial and Colleyville Heritage. So your top five now, Denton Ryan, College Station, Highland Park, Amarillo-Tascosa, and Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial into 5A Division One. 5A Division Two now, 
number seven Nederland drops out with their loss to Texas City. Uh, uh, Texas High jumped two spots from number nine to number seven with their win over Marshall. Uh, San Antonio Alamo Heights stays the same at number 10. And new to the rankings at number nine, the Frisco Raccoons, mm-hmm. who are undefeated at 6-0. They beat Princeton to remain unbeaten. 4A now. 4A Division One, where there was a little bit of turnover here. Uh, we, we've we've still can we're still trying to figure out exactly how 4A Division One is going to shake up, and I'll tell you that this is probably the most I, I, I not probably this is the most volatile. Uh, group of uh, uh, classification for rankings and has been for the past couple of weeks. Uh, here's the good news. Top five unchanged. Okay. LBJ, Stephenville, El Campo, Melissa, and Argyle. Uh, Waco La Vega at number six drops out of the rankings with their loss to Stephenville. Also out of the rankings, Huffman Hargrave, who lose uh, to Little Cypress Mauriceville. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone else moves up a spot. Kilgore up a spot. Midlothian Heritage up a spot. Kaufman up a spot. New to the rankings, number nine, Wichita Falls Hershey. They're four and two. Got a big game this week against Springtown, and then Corpus Christi, Cal Allen, creeps back into the rankings at number at number 10 with their win over Toloso Midway. I believe Phil Danner has never lost Toloso Midway. Wow. I'm sure. That's a lot of years. That's a lot of years. <laughs> what do you call them, old? Four Division Two now, entirely chalk. One through ten, everyone's either a winner or Van was idle. Everyone won, top five unchanged. Carthage, Gilmer, Salina, Western Stark, and China Spring round out to the top five. Over to 3A, Pickle. In 3A, Division One. Chalk, all the same. Everyone's uh, one through nine were all winners. Uh, Lorena was idle at number ten. Your top five remains: Jim Ned, Brock, Hallisville, Vanderbilt Industrial, and Yokum. Big game this week between Yokum and Columbus. Three A Division Two, all chalk. One through ten unchanged. Top five: Franklin, Gunner, Childress, Holiday, and West Rusk. All ten of them were winners. We appreciate them making us look smart. Huge game this week between Idaloo and Abernathy. To two A we go. Pickle two A Division One is chalk one through ten all winners or shiner was idle everyone uh everyone unchanged there top five refurio shiner timpson crawford and cisco that has been this has been a pretty steady classification on the whole ever for the past couple of weeks they've they've really hasn't been a ton of movement two a division two now there was some movement okay uh especially but uh, but at the very bottom there was some churn top eight are unchanged though mart winthorpe munster and albany and wellington are the top five but down at the bottom vega loses on the very last play believe it or not, to Groover mm-hmm. uh, to drop out of the rankings. And number 10, Chilton lost to Mart. As a result, new to the rankings, Tenaha back into the rankings at 5-2 and two with a win over West Sabine. And into the rankings, the Greyhounds of Groover! 6-0, and oh, big win over Vega. They are number 10 in the 2A Division Two. Dave Campbell's Texas football rankings. How about some six-man football? Six-man football, a little bit of churn here. Abbott beats Lomita, so that drops Lomita, who is number nine, out of the rankings. Ira up a spot with their win over Roby. New into the rankings, number 10, Hermley. They beat Aspermont 53-6 to improve to 7-0. Hermley is number 10. And in 1A Division Two, a similar amount of churn here. Benjamin up a spot, 7-0, to number 9. Whit Harrell loses to Anton, 56-9. That drops him out. Back into the rankings. I don't know if they were in the rankings. They are now. Lamisa Klondike, 6-1. They beat Fort Davis, 44-37. Top 5 remains unchanged, though. Motley County, Strawn, Richland Springs, Balmeray, and Follett. Big game this week. Cross-county rivalry between Richland Springs and Cherokee. In the private school ranks... 
big stunner this week. Fort Worth Southwest Christian beats Grapevine Faith Christian. That drops Grapevine Faith out of the rankings. We jump Houston Second Baptist up to number three from number five with their win. Fort Worth Nolan uh, remains number four. Uh, and new to the rankings, 7-0 and Episcopal School of Dallas. Big win over Houston Kincaid. 31-21 there, number five in our private school uh, 11-man rankings. And in the private school six-man rankings, it was entirely chalky. Uh, Waco La Vega, or Waco La Vega, Waco Live Oak, rather. <laughs> I'm used to good good teams in the Waco, Waco area. Yeah. Waco, Live Oak, Bulverity, Bracken, Christian, and Austin Veritas, all big winners this week. I believe all by Mercy Rule. And then Marble Falls Faith and Texas School for the Dead. Veritas War and Marble Falls Faith play this week, so four versus five. There you go. So that's big doings down that there at Marble Falls. That is a matchup of unbeatens. So there they are, your Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press, Texas High School Football Rankings. You can find complete coverage of our rankings at texasfootball.com slash rankings. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. All right, people have held on long enough. This is what they really want. It's time to make a major announcement here on Texas Football Today. Mm -hmm. Dave Campbell's Texas Football Announcement. <clears throat> Not sure what you guys are doing on a Thursday, but you might want to mark your calendars because mm -hmm. what time's kick? Seven. Seven. Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. We're rolling out another. Hold on. Don't put it up yet. Oh, gosh. No. Take it down. 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 We're rolling out another Dave Campbell's Texas Football Watch Along. Okay? Another Dave Campbell's Texas Football Watch Along. Big doings here. Uh, we are going to be watching Austin Vandegrift versus Round Rock Cedar Ridge. Huge game in the Austin area. Yeah. We're going to be watching it. You can watch it for free with us. We're going to be on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch, on TexasFootball.com. You can watch it for free. And it's going to be the watch-along with, with myself, with Ashley Pickle and Ishmael Johnson sitting here watching the game, commenting on it, having our normal nonsense, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. You may remember our last watch-along. We had some big guests. We did. Big guests. We had our buddy Gabe Brooks mm -hmm. and our buddy Mike Roach, both from 247 Sports. Had a great time with them, right? Yeah. Good time talking with them. And we've outdone ourselves, all due respect to Mike and Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've outdone ourselves. Forget those guys. <laughs> we got two big guests who's going to be in studio with us, commenting on the game. Put it up, Pickle. We will be joined by the head coach of the South Lake Carroll Dragons, Riley Dodge, will be joining us in studio to comment on the game. Also, the head coach of the West Mesquite Wranglers, Coach Frank Sandoval, will be joining us live on the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Watch Along, 7 o'clock this Thursday on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch. You can watch the game free with us. We're going to have it up on the screen with our commentary over it. That's right, live Texas high school football for free. Courtesy of Texan Live, Austin Vandegrift, Round Rock Cedar Ridge, live Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, with commentary from Southlake Carroll head coach Riley Dodge and West Mystique coach Frank Sandoval. That's coming up this Thursday, October 14th, 7 o'clock, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. How about that? That's big doings. It's going to be big doings. It's an all-star cast. Uh, we're excited to finally have people who know what they're talking about in football. Yeah, it's in, not just our studio. nonsense. It's not just me. And not just pickle, and not just it. Ish knows some about football. But yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Mm. not just not just us 
jabrones. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a guy who uh, it's 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 West Mesquite coach Frank Sandoval who has been building something special there at West Mesquite. Oh yeah, they are very clearly improved. Uh, he of course was a fantastic coach at Mejia before he got the job at mm-hmm. West Mesquite. Uh, got a lot of questions for him. We can chat with him, and we'll also be joined uh, by former uh, former North Texas quarterback Riley Dodge. Cool. Will be joining us. Uh, I guess he's doing something these days too. So, but yeah. yeah, he might still be in football. That's right. So we'll be we'll be have those guys in studio. We're excited to have them in. Uh, so make sure you mark your calendar for Thursday, seven o'clock. Come watch Austin Vandergrift and Round Rock Cedar Ridge. Massive game, by the way. Yeah, that's huge, and it's really cool too. I think that we can kind of spotlight the fact that we're not ju- like that. We do oh, games yeah. in Austin for Texan Live. That's a, that's that's a big reason why we want to make sure you guys know that you know uh, that we got games in Austin on TexanLive.com, and so we are hoping that you will hang out with us. Austin Vandergrift, of course, the 21st ranked team in our 6A rankings. They are unbeaten, taking on Round Rock Cedar Ridge. I think... Let me make sure I don't put my foot in my mouth with this. Um, I'm fairly certain that that this is going to be for the district title. At least I think it, it's going to be close. Yes. Right? Um... Yeah, both of them are unbeaten district, mm-hmm. right? So at least for the pole position, they still got... still, you know, still a lot of games to play. But a really good game there. Austin Vandergrift and Round Rock Cedar Ridge. Watch it live on TexasFootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, along with Ashley Pickle, Ishmael Johnson, myself, plus South Lake Carroll head coach Riley Dodge and West Mesquite coach Frank Sandoval will be joining us in studio. Be Are a we lot getting of pizza again? Do you want to get pizza? Yes. Okay. It was really good last time. We'll get pizza. Cool. I actually did tell I told the I told the coaches I was like, uh, we'll pay you in pizza. Yeah. And I think that might be why they're doing it. <laughs> that would make the most sense. Yeah, that would. I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, it's going to be a lot of fun on Thursday. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Do you know what today is? Uh, yeah, it's October 11th. Yes. It's Cardi B's birthday. Happy birthday, Cardi B. If you ever want to be on the show, <laughs> just drop in. Uh, Slide the DMs. DMs are open. Happy Thanksgiving to Matt Stubb. That's right. Today is Canadian Thanksgiving. He's up in Canada. And he's enjoying Canadian Thanksgiving. Yeah. When envious. the show started, he said there was about two hours till food. So they're in, like, they're in the final countdown of feasting right so congratulations to him happy for him so um very uh very excited for him it's canadian thanksgiving yeah jealous yes exactly i've been to a canadian thanksgiving not in canada but i mean we could just have canadian thanksgiving i'm gonna eat like some sort of dumb diet food and we can just call it canadian thanksgiving if you want well diet food doesn't really go with thanksgiving i was gonna say anyway that's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Oh, oh one, one more thing. thing. Oh, God. Uh, if y'all haven't, maybe go check out the Dave Campbell's uh, Texas Basketball oh, Twitter page. There's a, there's a big announcement. Oh, so, oh that's a tease. Yeah. I believe it's DCT Basketball. Yeah, hang on. I had it pulled up. Is that right? Um, Let's make sure of that. DCT. It is. Yeah, DCT Basketball. Yeah. And it is revealed. So you can mm-hmm. go check out the new cover of the 2021-2022 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Basketball Magazine. I won't reveal it. You've got to go on Twitter. Yes. Or on, our, I guess, all their social All yeah. of our social media yeah. will have it. So there you go. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to Israel Gonzalez of Harlingen South for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.